Hello again everybody and welcome to another episode of Morphtastic Live. This is the audio version of our lives. We usually do lives which we upload to YouTube but we have decided to switch it over to Spotify Audio too. I'd also like to say a huge thank you to EcoGeckos for sponsoring us. EcoGeckos has opened up a live food store for the UK. Insects, caves, food bowls, tongs etc. So please check out www.ecogeckos.co.uk. I'm your host, Georgia Elite Geckos, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. One second, here we go. So I've just sent you a request, Windigo. Elena, I believe her name is. Hey, uh, hey how you doing? Good, good. I'm trying to... Okay. I guess this will work. We're all, we're all set. We're all set. Finally, okay, we're here. <laughs> yes, yes, I've been looking forward to this like crazy, but I'm also a bit nervous because I've never done this before. But I'm positive that it will be a great live. It'll be, it'll be really, this is what I like. I really like things like this because of when I see your page, for example, I think to myself, not that it matters, I think, damn, she needs a lot more followers than that. She deserves a lot <laughs> more than that. Like, you're, the animals you've got, like, you can see. Not that anything to do with money's involved, but I can see you've invested mm. a lot and you you clearly yes. really enjoy doing what you're doing. And I think she needs more followers. People need to see <laughs> what she's got. Do you know what I mean? So, Yeah, right. Um, I mean, we, we texted about it briefly, but um, I've been on Instagram four or five years ago when I was doing art mainly. And it, it was so easy to blow up and to, to gain a following and stuff like that. And when I decided to get involved with Instagram and present the animals, I thought, okay, this should work if you use hashtags, if you post regularly, yeah. uh, regularly. but somehow it, it just doesn't really work. And I, I'm not really getting behind it yet, but um, I'm not complaining. I'm very happy with the followers that I have. And um, it's, it's not the most important thing to me, but I mean, it's always great to get some feedback and to... Um, see that people do care because especially in germany the scene is sometimes a bit difficult so I, I don't know it's just we've, we've got a question nice. for that <laughs> there is actually a question which we're asked later it's like what is uh, for me i like to know what the hobby is like everywhere else in the world because of it seems oh, like boy. we're all yeah. it seems like we're all in the same boat you know you do have your people that are very negative and obviously you do have people that are very positive but your english is amazing this is uh, Every German I've met speak fluent English. Do you, is it something you learn in school? Yeah, we um, we do, and I study English, but I'm that, that still doesn't mean that I'm good at it, especially not in situations like this. But in Germany, it's um, becoming more and more international. So English has a very um, big impact on many things here, and we are in a in a phase right now where Germans take a lot of English words in the in the language and implement them. So it's um, nearly everyone I know can speak at least the basic. Yeah, kind of I mean, I speak to loads of uh, German breeders like uh, Malt, um, and he, 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 he types, I've never spoke to him, but he types perfect English. Uh, it's a bonus for me. It's, it saves me not learning any, any language anywhere I go in the world people know English, you know what I mean? Even if it's very limited. So, um, 
yeah, so good for me. But anyway, ha what got you into the hobby, Elena? How did it all start? Uh, is it something you've been doing for a long time? Go back to the um, start. <laughs> it, it, that's quite interesting, actually, because I think I've taken a bit of a different route than most people have. Because for me, it was always like, since I was a child, I knew I wanted to work with reptiles. But it, it, it was never a possibility because my parents and I, we used to travel a lot. We had a caravan and it wasn't possible to have anim any animals besides the dog that you could basically bring. So um, when I was around 14 and 15, I started to get seriously interested in the whole thing. And from the beginning on, I knew that I wanted to breed them and not just keep them. So eventually when I turned 18... Um, I talked to a friend and we said, okay, hey, let's try to breed leopard geckos together. And that was the possibility for me to get started because my parents were a little bit, they didn't really see any value in that. And they were afraid that um, I would focus too much on it and that, I don't know, they had a very negative approach towards it in, in the beginning. And... Um, so when I was 18, we started this whole whole thing and immediately started breeding the leopard geckos and it worked surprisingly well. Very easy. <laughs> um, but before that point, I've consumed anything I could find mm. uh, on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So since I was 14, I basically prepared for this moment. And so we um, started buying fitting animals. But we did start out with the basic stuff. We total eclipse stuff, tramper, make snow stuff, eclipse. Um, we've been breeding Murphy patternless in the beginnings in different combinations. And it was fun and, and it kind of just grew from there. And I mean, looking at me now, I'm doing this at home now. <laughs> so um, the friend I started this with and I, we've separated ways breeding wise. And no, I'm doing this all by myself. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's certainly so, so, so much fun. I don't know whether you're the same as me, but sometimes with leopard geckos, this, the life we live is very, very stressful, very hard. You know, we, a lot of us work and got our own issues. Sometimes I find the reptiles are an escape. Like yes. If I feel down when I go to the, my reptile room and, you know, a gecko would do something silly like fall over and then you that would just make you day. Is are you the same? Yes, it's um I mean it is sometimes it's stressful, but it's a good kind of stress because it's still something that you love so much. And even if you are cleaning shit for three hours, <laughs> you know, it's 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 worth it because you have these animals and stop fighting, please. Um and they are just an escape for you to calm down and get your mind off things because you do not have time to think about anything else when you're doing um, what you do in the reptile room. And it's, it's helped me through a lot of things mm -hmm. because you can always get your mind off of anything. And it's just, it, I wanted to do this ever since I was 14. Yeah. Even though I was thinking that I would be breeding ball pythons right now, but I somehow got stuck here. Good. And I think good. I'm good for us. staying here for a while. <laughs> so, 
yeah, no, it's it's definitely, I wouldn't trade it for anything else anymore. Definitely. I can see the love and care you put into it for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if, it, I don't know, obviously, you know, your situation with you and your friend, I don't know whether your friend grew out of it, but was it something, what I always find is, I know a lot of people in the Cresty world do a lot of collabs with each other, like mm -hmm. they'll send a female and whatnot. I always find things like that very difficult because there's always one person that isn't quite happy. For example, if one baby hatches out incredible, who does it go to? Do you know what I mean? So mm. I don't know whether is that was that the sort of situation you had or was it just um, grew out? And not not really. It was just that um, we've invested the same amount of money into the animals and we've shared it. So it was all right. our whole thing together. But um, I think keeping and especially breeding reptiles is a process. And sometimes you just realize, okay, my thing is African fat-tailed geckos and I love them and I'm, I just want to focus on them. And her thing were New Caledonians. Right. So we decided to just do our own project so I don't meddle with her stuff and she doesn't messes with my stuff, basically. So it was just the decision of um, focusing on what you want yeah. and where your priorities are. And um, I'm still, I mean, the, the collab thing, you mentioned, I find it difficult as well, especially if you are not friends with the person. Mm. Two bad geckos who's in the shed here with us, um, we work together a lot, like a lot, lot, and we are very, very, very close friends. But in that situation, you just know, okay, which hatchling do you need? Which hatchling might I need? And we know it, it's not out of the world. We can still trade and yeah. work together and you can just figure it out. But if it's people you aren't close with, I wouldn't do such thing either. Yeah, definitely. It, 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 it makes sense. When you're friends as well, you're, 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 you're each other's supporter. So, like, if you really need this hatched in, it's yours. You know what I mean? Sort of. Exactly. So, I, I definitely appreciate that. So, what other species do you work with other than, because I know, I know you work with African fat tails, your gargoyles and your leos. Is there anything that else you, you work with that maybe you don't show as often? Like, for example, I wouldn't say I work with them, but I do have morning geckos, but I very, very rarely post them or anything like that. Do you have anything like that that you work with that um, you don't particularly talk about the most? I do. Um... I'm not really um, a, um, a day gecko person, mm. but I do have Oedura. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know, um, Australian velvet geckos, I think they are called as, as a common name. I've just picked them up recently after searching for them for nearly a year. <laughs> and I've just found one breeding pair and I bought them and now they are mine and I'm, I immediately fell in love. So I do have them, but I still need to experiment a bit because there aren't really any information on them. Um, I have tarantulas, which I never really post, which is funny because that's how I got into the hobby of keeping exotic animals. I started with tarantulas and I had 400 before I <laughs> moved over to geckos and now I have two. And I do have um, tortoises. Those I've had since I've been 10. I oh, think. wow. So they are in our garden all year round. Um, we do have them. And I used to keep uh, a variety of Australian geckos, Nephurus cinctus, uh, the rough tailed, knob tail geckos, Anabudisaurus millii. Um, 
that kind of stuff. But um, I, I I don't know. It, I, I love knobtail geckos, but these two species just weren't really for me. And there were some issues that just um, made me decide to step back from them and maybe someday get back into the smooth knobtail geckos because Levis Levis, Levis vertebralis, those they fascinate me but um yeah i mean that's it <laughs> I, I have so many species i sh i still want to keep but i'm not um quite there yet because i thought i'd rather work on building my aft leo gargo crested stock up to a point where i'm satisfied with it and then i can start to um increase the amount of species in my care yeah what I will receive this year are um, Eurydactylodus. Um, I don't know how they are called in the common English. Oh, I'm awful with Latin names. I, know a few, um, I do know a few. Um, they are New Caledonians. They are the smaller ones with the yellow mouth. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Right. I will be receiving a pair of those. Um, but that's just like fun projects because I love, I love these animals and I just... Have fun watching them and um, so I will be getting them and I would like to keep I'm always thinking about the common names in English uh, Vipan geckos Vi 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 geckos? Yes the, right. the, the little very small one yeah. Yes in, in Germany people are going crazy for them yeah. <laughs> you, can, you cannot find these for sale you, you cannot they are just immediately gone so, so... The babies are incredibly small as well. They're, they're... Can you keep those in like um, like, in like yeah? Can you you can keep them with yeah. a few, can't you? Yeah, they're 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 real, real nice. We do have a few people over here in UK breeding them, but um, yeah. I don't know whether you notice you get like a lot of phases in this hobby. Like everyone will go crazy for viper geckos, and all of a sudden everyone will go crazy for fat tails. Yeah. It's just how the right. how the hobby is. Um, what is your main projects with fat tails? I know somebody messaged and they said, do you work with um, any white out, is it Zulus? Uh, white out Zulus, I actually, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. I'm... So this oh, is, is a... a white out Zulu I've produced this year. Oh wow! She, I, I don't know if you can see her properly. She looks. Amazing. She's a real sweetheart. She's really. I love that her base color is still very light. Um. I mean, the fat tails you got, I've, I have never seen. I mean, I've seen loads of fat tail morphs, but your ones look really unique. There was one you posted the other day. It was like a clown. It might have been that one. With the clown. Oh no, I've got that one here uh, also. I can show you later. I have another white out Zulu I would love to share because I've got her from Toothless Geckos. And it's actually a white out Oreo Zulu. Oh my god. That is absolutely stunning. Did you say that was from Toothless Gecko? Yes. She's got amazing fat tails. Oh my god. Wow. They're amazing. What I, what I seem what I seem to see what's going on with fat tails is they're becoming more and more like um, more common almost. But do you see that there's more morphs going to be coming out with that? Because I see them like the I see them like the new leopard gecko. 
um, it's it's quite tricky because AFT um, they don't have the variety of morphs, obviously, and there hasn't been anything new coming out in a long, long while. So the newest thing I believe was the ghost. Mm. Uh, Malta entered the chat. Hi, <laughs> Mal. Um, so I do believe that there's still so much potential mm. for for line breeding, but also for new morphs to pop up, and I'm really hoping for it actually, that uh, because this um scene just needs some fresh wind and some other projects that are popping up. I believe in Asia someone has bred um, an Amel with five bands oh. and usually the AFT have uh, three bands over the back but um, time will tell then we, we do have this um, white sock genetic where sometimes randomly the animal has a, a white foot like piebald but it just it doesn't spread and, and it doesn't seem to have any genetic um, genetic place. It just randomly pops up and then it doesn't if you pair two whites of parents together. So it, it, it seems to be in there some somehow, but not really trackable. And it's um, sometimes a bit frustrating. But <laughs> um, AFT are just... You, you have the things how they are supposed to go with genetics, but AFT are somehow different. Mm. I don't know how to explain it, especially if you look at the Zulus. We've been talking about Zulus. If you breed a head to a head, you should have 25% visual Zulus, right. which isn't the case. Because um, even though you've paired a recessive female, she will produce way more visual Zulus than she should. Right, okay. But she doesn't. So they are genetically still a bit weird, <laughs> but I think it's, there's still a lot of potential to be um, we found. Here's a normal Zulu. Oh, wow. Absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. You can see the love. And I always say this in my lives. You can, when people show animals, you can, you can see when love's been put into it. Amazing. Do you know? Do you know the real reason why whiteout and whiteout is lethal? Is it just the genetic combination just does not work? Like I, I try and compare because of I haven't got much experience with African fat tails myself. I do appreciate. It. I think they're absolutely stunning. Um, but is it sort of similar to lily white to lily white? It just doesn't it's exactly work. Exactly the same. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Like we we think that's um, that it's an incomplete dominant genes so the super form it, it just doesn't work we've had people hatch super white outs out and they were basically all white with random black blotches here and there but they weren't viable and they had deformities in the limbs and in the face and it just it doesn't work i think people will still keep trying same as with lily white but um i don't think that it will ever early work it's just not supposed to be as it seems which is a pity because they would would be stunners if they would survive that's for sure yeah some some things are just not meant to be i guess it's like um uh, with lily with lily white to lily white I, I i there's been one that lived i think it was like what, a month or two and it looked amazing mm -hmm. and but it just genetics just said nope and uh exactly. they don't live so there's just how i see it, it it's sort of similar to with um other 
morphs. I know people got different opinions, like lemon frost. I think there's no point. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's just no point breeding it. It's just you, you're harming the animal. So, like you said, people will try and hope to to sort it out themselves. But um, you know, you, it's one of those things. But do you have any other? Is there any other morphs in African fat tail that? For example, white and yellow and leopard geckos do have their neuro, well, can get their neurological difficulties. Mm -hmm. Do you get that with any, with any other African fat tail morphs or lines? Um, luckily, not. So we have no true um, disabilities linked to any morph, but we do have the fertility issues in visual ghosts and caramel females. So um, I don't have any experience with it because I've never owned a visual ghost or caramel female for one because I don't want to work with the um, caramel strain in general I prefer the amyl um, albino strain but um, other breeders have said that basically um, some suspect that ghost females can lay good eggs but there is no tr no real proof of that and ghost females if they produce, they end up egg-bound or they just reabsorb the eggs, so there's really no point. They're just very, very beautiful pet onlys. So that is, those are the only two morphs I don't work with for that exact reason. They still make totally healthy pets and very, very beautiful animals, um, but they are not suited for breeding, which only affects the females, of course. Um, but other than that, AFT are luckily still quite healthy. Do you... so the only issue, um, sorry, the, the only issue you sometimes have is that um, an underbite pops up. So even if you have two perfectly normal parents, one from America, one from Japan, whatever, they aren't related in any way that you can track. It just sometimes pops up, and that's that's a bit fr frustrating because you always keep try to keep your lines as fresh and as good as possible but that's just an issue that they have internalized so much that i don't think it's possible to get rid of it entirely it's a shame it's like a lot of lines is um yeah, a lot of these geckos we get we unless we get them from really really good sources i know malt said like your african fat tails are the best um <laughs> But uh, deep down, these geckos have been bred for so many years. You never know. Like you, you could have a white and yellow, a white and yellow um, line of leopard gecko, and you know, for three years, you've never hatched anything with an issue, and then all of a sudden, mm. you've boom, you've hatched one. It's just one of those things you, we never know. Do you know what I mean? You know, they always be honest with when it comes to breeding. And if you ever see an issue, just say to the person before you buy it, I have noticed this. That's that's how we develop and. Um, Get, go advance in this hobby by being truthful and um you, you know um things happen but um what can, what can we do what well, I, I don't know whether you've seen um is it barry gardner have you seen his african fat tail what how does he get them that orange <laughs> I, I don't know but him and nick uh, from leco my geckos uh, their geckos are just stunning i mean that's amel on a whole other level um, I mean, in general, um, in America and in um, Asia, people are reaching whole other levels than we have yeah. here in Europe. Um, so I'm actually looking forward on working more with AFT because I've been noticing more interest in them being shown over time. 
Um, but the issue is that most people don't even know they exist because they always think they are leopard geckos. Yeah. So that's that's really one of the issues. But Barry and Nick, uh, the animals are just something to dream of. Yeah, definitely. I think they. I think it comes down to a lot of like a lot of people like that have a lot of space, so they can hold back a lot of stuff, lion breed a lot of stuff. Whereas people like us. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know your situation, but we have issues with space, you know, like, um, it's like I have uh, giant leopard geckos and, you know, I haven't got that many of them because of the space they require. They need a bigger tub and stuff like that. So, but his stuff, I, I, I see his African fat tails and they just blow my mind. I think, how on yeah, earth did you get that, that orange, Barry? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really insane. I agree. It's just every time we see these these animals, we're like, how is that even possible, you know? Yeah. But with, with wood line breeding. I bet you're <laughs> like, I want it, I want it, I want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golden it, exotics it, it, as per, um, what are your plans for 2022 with crested geckos? So I never knew you had crested geckos. I thought you were just gargoyle. Well, <laughs> uh, the crespies, um, I'm still just sliding into the New Caledonian scene here because when I was working with my friend together uh, she was mainly doing the new caledonian stuff of course i was saying okay yeah let's buy this let's pair this and i was very involved in the whole process but i didn't have any here at home and that has just happened recently when we split up the animals um you missed them <laughs> oh i wish i kept some <laughs> <laughs> I, I i really didn't take many from our um what I come from our collection because I wanted to start this myself and buy animals that I really wanted. So as adults, I have, for example, what are you? Ah, my male. Um, and he is the most important part in my future plans. So he's an um, extreme harlequin with portals. Oh, very nice. Focus. By the way, anyone watching this, if you you can never see the true quality of an animal on these live so <laughs> go to Wendigo Exotics. Um, it is Wendigo Exotics, ain't it? Uh, yes. To check all our animals, but you, you can get a good example here. But it's absolutely stunning. So um, I actually bought him as a tricolor because when he was younger, it still looked like he would go into that di direction. But he has developed this very very strong portholes. Very nice. And um, I'm basically just going to pair, pair him to a pinstripe harlequin and to a, the lily white female that I will attempt to show you. <laughs> she's very, <laughs> she's uh, very feisty, so we will try. Um, and basically, my main goal is just to raise up all of my holdbacks and decide where I want to go from there because I do want to work with Lily White. I love Lily White, not because it's um, like one of the more um, expensive things, but just because the look of it, it's just it's beautiful. It's so, I'll tell you, well, let, I've got a Lily White here. Let me get, let me get my, I think I get him out all the time. Let me get my Lily out. Ugh. Yes, the slim tricolor boy, tricolor. He is very slim, but he, he eats well. He's just a long Johnny.
Oh, wow. This is my Lily. Still got a bit Very of going to do, but he's, it's, it's the high whites that come with them. Mm -hmm. I just absolutely love them. Um, but like you said, it isn't, it isn't to do with, because they're the most expensive, well, not the most expensive, you have Xanthic, but they're the more expensive. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, so she's... I was going to say, that would be a nice pairing. <laughs> Theoretically, yes. <laughs> yes, I said it live just because I knew it, you would laugh about it, okay? Amazing. Looks like she's got like blue eyes. Excuse me? She looks like she has blue eyes. She does. Oh. They are they are incredibly light grey bluish. So um she's proven. I've got a, a few very nice hatchlings of her. The only thing that I'm a bit bothered about is that she has a couple spots. I'm not really a fan of having spots in <laughs> in in them. But what can I do? She she's allowed to have them. She's stunning. She's really nice. And did the did the spots pr uh, pass down to the hatchlings too? Um, up to now, not. But um, they can still develop. She's awful. <laughs> <laughs> they can still develop. Um, I'm hoping for the majority of them to stay without spots. But um. I'm just so happy with her. Her crest is really good, and that's a good quality in a, in a lily white, as yeah. you probably know. Um, I'm excited to see what she will produce with the male I just showed you. I'm hoping that she will bring in more color. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, she's awful, I told you. She's also biting me regularly. It's normally the male cresties are, that can be a bit biting. But she's... Yeah. She's not my friend, really. She hates me with burning passion. It's all right, though. Do you have, what do you find the temperament difference between gargoyles and crests? Because I was always told that gargoyles can be a little bit more on the aggressive side. I know cresties are more runaway, jump, let's, give, let's escape. But I, I, was, I was always told gargoyles can be a little bit more, a bit, have a bit more of an attitude than your crested gecko. Theoretically, yes. <laughs> so, but my friend, when she, she breeds gargoyles, and um, they are so feisty, and they've been the only ones that have really drawn blood on both of us. Oh, wow. But my gargoyles, they are so calm, I can just pick them up and <laughs> handle them, and they are the most relaxed things ever. So I probably jinxed myself now that I've said that. Oh, <laughs> but, um, I'm really happy with my 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 two little dolls. Oh wow! Oh, incredible! So nice I'm, size um, too. Yeah, yeah, they do. She apparently already laid um dust this season without being paired. Um, so I'm curious. She's about thirty-five grams now thing she had when I waited there last. Very nice. And I didn't really plan on getting gargoyles this year, actually, um, because I've had so much animals um, to still add to the collection. But when I saw her and the male, I just knew, okay, I, ha I have to get these because 
they are exactly what I wanted. Um, because while they are very beautiful, the ones with the big red stripes and very much red, they aren't really my thing because it's just too much color. Yeah. Like I like to have blotches in there and have um, a light base color with a bit of black and a bit of red or orange so that it's, um, you know, balanced. Yeah, got you. In, in the pattern. So she's exactly what I was looking for. Oh, she's stunning. Is there any morphs you can get in gargoyles? Yeah, you basically have the um, varieties of pattern. So it's it's not nothing um, like recessive or dominant, but you do have the reticulated, the blotched, the striped, and then obviously um, red, blotched, yellow, uh, orange. And what you have is uh, phantom eyes. I think it, it exists in Cresties too, when after they turn three years old, the eyes turn darker. Right. And I'm not really that much into the, into it, so... I like the, 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 I think it has like a, is it a white gargoyle you have? It's like a, it's very light or like silvery looking and it's got very light eyes. I think, I think it was your one I was looking at, but oh, that, that's, that's incredible. Absolutely. I tried try to get out the male because he is very, very light. He's got a very white uh, base color. Because at the moment in the UK, gargles are like a, a a bit of a huge trend at the moment. Uh, okay. Everyone's going crazy for gargles over here right now. Oh my god, <laughs> that is absolutely. See, if I got a gargoyle, that would be the gargoyle I'd get. Now that is stunning. So oh. this is the the base color I was talking about. So he could have a bit more of those blotches, in my opinion, but. Um... He's 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 a great little guy. So he's amazing. Wow, stunning, absolutely stunning. Um, are there any morphs that don't work together? Gargoyles when pairing them, not really. It's just um, a lot of line breeding, and um, theoretically you can put anything together. But of course, if you put high reds to high reds, you will eventually get high reds. Um, and this is like this is very unusual for gargoyles to be this relaxed and chilled. So I really got lucky with them. They're absolutely stunning. But like what, yeah, what Lucy said and what um, it is Elena. Your name, isn't it? Elena, yes. What what Elena just said is with with Cresties, it's like uh, you compare anything together. It's like uh, you could put a Harlequin and a Pinstripe together, but you're going to get a mixture of Harlequin pins and Pinstripes and Harlequins. But a lot of people will pair a Harlequin to a Harlequin to try and get a really good result Harlequin. Mm -hmm. So what Elena has just said with the gargles. You can pair them all together, but you're going to get like you'd rather pair a, re a red and a red to get a better red and etc. So, um, are, are these two being paired together? Yes. So that would be interesting. Um, I'm still trying to debate with myself if I want to buy another female or not. I mean, of course, I will buy another female, but um, the question is if I buy her this year or next year. But I do want uh, to put together a nice little breeding group and just uh, see where it goes. Because actually, I do like Gargoyles better than I like Cresties. You can't say that in front of them. <laughs> but <laughs> I did. <laughs> I mean, I love them both, but I just, uh, Gargoyles, 
they look like little alligators and I love alligators. So it's just... They're so prehistoric. They look so ancient and they look like a gargoyle. If you look at like, yeah, if you look at like a, 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 a Halloween movie and you see the gargoyle statues, they look like that. So they... They do. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. They look so so much more feral, and and I just I dig it. But them holding on like this, it really hurts because they have claws. It's much worse than with Crestes. They're amazing. And there was a question on here actually that said, "I've been told to keep gargoyles exactly the same as Crestes." Would you say that's 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 okay? Um. Yes. Yeah. Basically, yes. I, I, I don't keep them differently than I keep my Cresties. So the New Caledonians in general, they are so similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would never house them together um, because that is something that some people do with Cresty females, obviously. But gargoyles, they can be so much fierce. <laughs> so I have a friend um, who bred them and the female basically lost all of her scalp during the process and that was just the normal breeding process and um so i would never attempt and keep them together i did have a um i did have a pet chihua i think they're also known as a mossy gecko mm -hmm. and i regret selling her. he was so nice have you have you had an experience with chihuahuas not not yet you but need I really, to <laughs> i know <laughs> i really want them i um the thing is with Shahua, I'm very specific with what I like. Mm. It's, it's the same with Cresties and with Gargoyles. With AFT, it's I like everything, basically. Yeah. And with Leos, okay, I like a lot of things, but with New Caledonians, I'm so specific in what I want and what I like, and yeah. there are clearly things that I don't like. And in Shahua, have you seen the uh, white-colored ones? Yes I, yes, I have, yeah. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a friend at Leaping Cresties called Luke Tanner, and he's got some of them. I think they're called like high whites or something like that. I'm not too sure, but they got like the white splodges. Oh my mm. god, amazing! My bank account says no to that, but I really <laughs> would love to have them one day. Definitely, definitely. So with, with so with Cresties and gargoyles, you prefer you prefer gargoyles. I I do. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's tough to say, but it's just the way they look mm. and the way their color expresses it's it's something i i prefer a, a tad more <laughs> let's say a tad yeah and with gargoyles as well they're not as common as cresties too so you have that mm. sort of they're not as common but like you said what i've noticed with german breeders too you guys are very specific in what you like it's like uh, with mm. mold he won't if, if he wants a tangerine he won't go like Oh, that one will do. He'll be like, no, that's not the one. It has to be this. It has to be like this. I notice German breeders are very much like that. They're very. <laughs> I want that. And that is it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's not a stereotype. I mean, it's it's true. <laughs> but um, I mean, in in breeding, it's it's important. I think it to really focus on what you want, and it's important to select. It, it doesn't work without selecting the animals you want and you need to further your projects. I mean, probably all of us know the situation where you produce an animal and it doesn't really fit in, but you just love it and you keep it as a pet. I mean, we all have 
that kind of animal, but you need to select the majority carefully for the attributes that you want. Definitely, definitely. What other, so leopard geckos, because you know me, I'm predominantly leopard geckos. Um, what what are your projects leopard geckos? I know you work with copper, copper leopard geckos. I know you had some white and yellow coppers that you you moved on, I believe. Um, so yeah, what what projects do you work with leopard geckos? Do you have a small collection? Because I know you mentioned at the start that it was something you wanted to start off with, or it was something you started with. So it'd be interesting to know where you where you're at with leopard geckos. Um, right now it's a bit of a tricky spot because. I've been starting with the um, tangerines just this year. Mm. And I've been working primarily with Total Eclipse, Super Snows, Pites, Blizzard combinations. Um, and I've always liked tangerines, but um, I used to say that I prefer putting recessives and dominants together instead of having line bread traits. Um, but now that I've gotten into it, I beautiful <laughs> oh on the run so um i started the whole tangerine thing with buying um from dc geckos dave rich so, really good friend of mine oh yeah you yeah the best of the best then <laughs> I, I you know i wanted to start with something good so i could um just improve the line into a direction that I wanted from there on. Um, I do have my favorite holdback from the copper pairing here. And she's basically what I want to go with. So um, she has this extremely chill, please, high coverage oh, of orange. Oh, very nice. Very nice. incredible great example because what i like about coppers as well is they sometimes they keep that well majority of them keep that band in what you see on the back that like almost that gray pattern in i i, mm. I, I absolutely love it. but she's really really nice really nice so i have two two holdbacks like this um and i will also get a nice sunglow female from malta <laughs> soon to to just add into the project um and it's it's really fun to work with tangerines actually i didn't think that it would be that much fun um i've also bought a couple of tangerine trampers uh tangerine trampers uh, from the mandarin line very nice um i mean here's the male oh nice they look a bit lighter on camera right now than they are they're more orangish stunning i i can imagine how i because i've been working with, with leopard geckos predominant i know that's fire in person that's a really yeah i again if you make sure you follow her page she's got some absolutely incredible stuff uh multi finally mm. some leopard geckos <laughs> i was waiting for <laughs> you to say that i was waiting where's the real geckos at <laughs> Yeah, so we're getting there. <laughs> we, are, we are getting there. So, um, when I've, I've produced some um, white and yellow coppers as well, which I didn't intend to do, but um, I ended up having a white and yellow in the group. 
And I must say, I, I have produced some really beautiful ones, even though I never wanted to work with white and yellow because of, you know, the possibility of the issue coming up. Yeah. Um, so I'm selling all of them because it's just something I always said I don't want to work with and I'm sticking to that. But they mm. are just, I mean, undeniably. <laughs> They're amazing, aren't they? The color enhancer is incredible. I was going to ask you that question. How comes was you moving the white and yellow? Is it, is it just something you just, you don't want to breed something that could potentially go wrong? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's um, something I've always said. If it's about the spider genetic in mm -hmm. ball python or the champagne, or if it's white and yellow or enigma or anything else, I know that the chances are quite low in white and yellow, but it's just, something I don't want to risk. I don't want to risk having an animal that I like and I, I hold back and eventually it produces animals yeah. that are sick or I don't want to sell an animal that potentially can have that issue. Not when, you know, you always end up hatching animals that don't make it or that have um, a defect in any way. And that's already enough for me. Yeah, that's that's that tells a lot about you as a breeder as well. Is just, you know, you don't want even though the the odds are low, you just I don't want to be involved in anything that could go wrong. And yeah. especially, I'm assuming you're very proud. So if you do sell an offspring, because at the end of the day, you we all see them as pets. So when you do sell an offspring, and if, if nothing, if everything was fine, and the customer came back and was like there seems to be a bit of a wobble because it can happen through transit and, you know, you might buy a gecko and stress can cause it. So I can imagine you as a person that would really affect you that you've, you know what yes. I mean? So I mean, it says a lot about you as a breeder for sure. The thing is I've had the situation um, when I've been breeding Paguidura picta, they are an Australian species um, with quite a big hat. Mm. And, um, We've bought breeder animals and they've produced offspring that turned out that they have um, epilepsy. Oh, right. Okay. So whenever you would spray them, um, it would trigger them and they would cramp. And it was really, really horrible. And especially the most horrible thing about it was that we've sold offspring to someone. And the person texted me one morning and said, hey, the animals are just dead or they're cramping. Mm -hmm. And... I was so taken aback from that because I didn't know it yeah. at this point. And when I figured it out, I stopped the whole breeding process. Um, the hatchlings, they basically were all affected. So they eventually had to be put out in misery. And the parents, they live as pet onlys. And it's just something you don't want to trigger or you don't want to take any chances with. Yeah. It's just... I mean, I do not judge any people who work with white and yellow or spider or whatever because it's everyone's own decision yeah. to do so. But I just, I don't want it for myself. Yeah, it, it shows a lot about yourself for sure. This is why these lives are good, so people can understand what Elaine is actually like. She's, um, you can tell she, you can tell she's an amazing breeder already, already. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe it or not, I'm, I'm actually reducing what I do with white and yellow drastically because of, especially with this year, for some reason, 
there's been a lot of issues with white and yellow. I don't know whether because we're such a small country within the UK, I don't know whether because all our lines are mixed in one way or another. So that's why I've been really focusing on importing recently because then it's fresh blood mm -hmm. for me. Um, so I've been reducing my white and yellows drastically. When it comes to Enigma and Lemon Frost, uh, I do have a strong opinion because I just think you're, you're making yeah. these poor animals suffer. That's how I see it. You hear people that say, you know, I've got a clean line of Enigma or I've been working with lemon frost for five years and i've never had a tumor it's gonna happen it, it, it how i see it is the people that made this morph if, the, if there was a way to resolve it they would have resolved it um yeah. and i just think stop it <laughs> and i mean if, if, you, if you see multiple big breeders um public, publicly saying hey we are stopping the breeding of lemon frost we're giving them away as pet onlys um if they haven't managed and if they give up on that and accept that it's not possible, then why? I mean, it's mainly smaller breeders that keep breeding lemon frost, especially here in Germany. Um, in On the portals where you can still sell geckos, you always see lemon frost hatchlings from this season, lemon frost females where they put in the description that they are actually suitable for breeding. <laughs> you just sit there and I know. like how can you say that how can you imply to someone who maybe don't doesn't even know about this yeah. that it's okay to put this animal in a, in a breeding group and have it produce definitely I, I, t I totally agree i mean they've been popping up in a lot of uh, reptile shops here in the uk at the moment so uh, I actually run a um, Facebook group on, I know Facebook is terrible, but we got a Facebook group and it's, it, time and time again, we're seeing people that have bought and accidentally bought a lemon frost and, oh, this, we've noticed a big lump on its head. So it, it's, it, it's a spiral, you know, these people, a lot of people that buy their first leopard gecko from a pet shop believe it or not will eventually buy another one so it's bad that that's their first experience you know what i mean so malt had eight lemon frosts from first generations all died till now exactly self-explanatory basically yes exactly so what is the hobby like within germany elaine i know you've got to be very careful what is it like what is it like over there i mean in the uk it's very there's like two sides you have like one group and another group is it sort is it similar it seems like everybody's in the same boat yeah it, it is very similar i mean you have very um strong opinion opinions um and a lot of different groups of people with different morals and values and different opinions, and they voice them very strongly. Mm. And in Germany, it's, I mean, I, I suppose it's like that worldwide, but if someone says, I don't know, I keep my hatchlings um, separately, and someone says, no, I keep them in groups of 20, and then they collide, and it, 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 it immediately gets ugly. So okay. I do prefer the um, British or the, the American or Asian scene a bit more because people are more open-minded and somehow easier to talk to. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of great people in Germany and a lot of, of friends I've made through the hobby and people that are like-minded and that you can talk to. But it's also that you um, always have a lot of jealous people. But as I as already said, you have that in every country, in every seen in every community where you need to take care of what you say and how you present yourself and 
jealous people will easily turn to backstab you and stuff like that but it's like that in every country in every scene the majority of people i've worked with will are very nice um but i mean like everyone else i've made my fair share of bad experiences with people that i thought were nice and that legit but um <laughs> I, I i suppose it's a common experience yeah definitely that you just need to make your own opinions about people 100% that is absolutely perfect way of putting it make your own judgment on somebody there's, yeah. there's so many things you hear like uh because you bought a gecko from that breed therefore i will never speak to you again it's like that's you know because... do you know what i mean so it's, it, i i think we all deal with it what i do like about german breeders is you know where you stand with a german so if they don't like you, they will say to you, we don't like you. <laughs> Where, yeah, you, you will notice it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they just, or they want your message. I mean, in the UK, you get a lot of people that are like, oh, I love you, I love you. So you turn. German hobby scene is crazy. All talking they do, that and in the background doing the other way and laugh about you. Yeah, I think we all, I think we all do. I think, I know cultures are different. Um, but I think we all go through the, the, the same the same stuff. Um, it's, it always happens. Whether you, uh, if you was a footballer, you know you're going to get stuff. It's, in, it's what happens in hobbies. We're all very very passionate in what we do. So when someone does say something, it's like, do you know what I mean? So like if someone says something about my dog, it would really upset me. So I think it's sort of sort of similar to sim similar to that. But you just got to let it go over your head because sometimes if you say something. You a big problem and i think like the german scene or the german community regarding reptiles just needs to still learn to accept other opinions and other ways of dealing with things instead of just bashing the people because they don't agree with them mm. so this acceptance just because you do things differently or because you i don't know you keep your ball python in a rack and i keep it in a terrarium you, you still can respect each other and be nice to each other. It, it doesn't mean that you need to like backstab and say this person is a shitty person because the ball python lives in a wreck. It, that's nonsense. Yeah. And we can just, we can talk. We, we are mostly adults and there still needs to be this basic level of respect that, but in Germany it goes overboard as soon as it's about animals. Yeah. And there is no respect for each other if you don't agree with the value that the other person has. It's crazy. It, it, it is a shame. There's so many new people that come into this hobby. You probably you probably know as well that you know they come in, they buy, they, they do. When we all start, we do things wrong. We do things incorrectly. Just you learn along the way, and a lot of people get newcomers get absolutely bashed, and they they disappear mm -hmm. because of you know. I mean, there's been so many. I know it sounds silly. It's been so many times when I first started this hobby. Like, I'll put a post up, and someone will say something. It'll it'll make me feel like crying i know it sounds really silly but it makes me feel like oh do you know what i mean especially on facebook it's like oh everyone's seen that <laughs> i just think on oh, facebook all you can do is just post your pictures and shut up about everything else basically perfect. if you don't want to be bashed <laughs> uh, perfect way to put it we've got a question there actually this is something you could probably answer um someone's put i'm having difficulties sexing my gargoyles are they similar to cresties or are they are they dif are they a bit different no you can uh, uh in regards of the setup 
uh, no, the sexing, as in uh, to tell whether they're male or female. Yeah, they, they are absolutely similar. So um, in New Caledonians, it's generally a bit tricky, I think, yeah. because of the pores and uh, pseudo pseudo pores. Um, but it's the same, the same with Crestes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And with me. I normally grow them out a little bit and then the males are quite obvious. Yeah, I'm not going to add the details. They're quite obvious. I'll do it just like that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a really interesting question here. This is something I feel like I I don't have enough experience, but I feel like... Anyway, do you think keeping a female and male in separate enclosures but next to each other increases pathogenic babies? I'd say, yeah. But I haven't experienced a pathogenic baby um, I haven't experienced it yet either. Um, I'm not really sure because um, it, it generally happens so rarely. And so many people keep their animals next to each other in, in their rooms, yeah. in boxes, aquariums. It doesn't really matter. But I think if it would really have an effect on that and would, um, you know, um, push this pathogenesis, I, I don't know how to pronounce Patho it in English. Pathogenic. Pathogenic. Um, then more people would do it, or it would be um, a more general census now that, that it would work. So I don't think that it yeah. has that much impact on them. I agree. It'd be interesting and to see if you had like a room of males and a room of females and you, you took a few, like, five females put them in the room with the males and see if because of the scent yeah. see if, but uh, again I, i've never had a uh, pathogenic baby so uh... i mean there are some people who think um that this causes dots in leopard geckos if you keep them in the same room as males that they just start ovulating and laying eggs but i i don't think that it has that much of an effect on them to be yeah, honest I, I i i definitely agree with you someone's asked us what is your favorite sticky thing you've probably already got it got it out the was it the red one would you say the red garg look at the smile yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that it's it's just that this animal is what i want what I wanted, and she will die with me. She's one of the very few where I know she will stay here till she passes because, I mean, she's so calm too. <laughs> it's it's so unusual. It's so it's so unusual. Bonds with her as well, and all people don't understand. People that don't have reptiles don't understand that they all have their own personality. Look, <laughs> it's like a dog. <laughs> it's like me. It's, with, it's, it's like me with Pablo. <laughs> it's it's amazing having. A gargoyle that you can take out and who isn't stressed every second that she's out. Like you can handle her and it has not that much effect on her. Of course, it is stress that she's being handled and in, in an environment that's unfamiliar, but um, she stays calm. She isn't stressy. She doesn't pee or poo on me. Yeah. She's, she's, she looks like she's having a good time, if I'm honest. Yeah, just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> She's incredible. No, she's really great. Sometimes you come across those one-of-a-kind geckos, and I think you've got one there for sure. Yeah, I do. And I feel I, I can already see there's a bond there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a. I, just, I, I never thought that I would fall in love with New Caledonians um, as 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 much as I do now, but um, still, my favorite species will always be African fat tails. It's just yeah. I always say to Angela from Tupas Geckos that if I um, would have to choose 
one species to keep and breed for the rest of my life, of course it would be African fat tails. But um, that doesn't mean that I don't have passion for any of the other species. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you're African fat. If I ever get an African fat tail, it'll be from you for sure. <laughs> there are I still have one AFT. I need to show uh, Joe in a bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think I know what one it's gonna be. Joe, Joe's got a, building up a fantastic collection as well now. Old, old. Uh... Yeah, I'm getting scared actually. <laughs> no, um, we have this friendly banter going on with the Oreo patterns that he purchased, which I wanted to purchase very badly, but my uh, bank account said no at the time, and he jumped on the possibility. Um, is that on the chance was, he took it? Is that the one from uh, Racks and Fat? Oh my god! Yes. So this is an Oreo patternless as well, but it's a male and he's striped. Oh wow! He's got this very light, eccentric um, Oreo. Oh, that is absolutely. I, I love striped Leos, so that for me would be a dream fat tail. It's funny because I prefer them without. Really? <laughs> no yes. way! I mean, with patternless, I prefer them without, and with Zulu, I prefer them without as well. But um, I mean, with Emil as well, and with Oreo, probably I prefer them without stripes. <laughs> but it's, um, I have one point two Oreo patties now, so I've Angela and I've been working on getting there, um, and they are all striped. So I just I love this. They look so clean. They just look so yeah. clean. But Joe has such a pretty one without a stripe. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. I think I actually, because I used to run a um, a reptile courier service in the UK, and I actually delivered that one to Joe. It was almost like jet black when it first arrived. But yeah. there's a question here, actually, now we'll talk about it. Someone's put, can you get a jet black AFT? Um, probably, yes. Yeah. I, I think it's it would be a similar process to getting two black knights, so you would always have to take the darkest animals and um and 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 cross them and and breed them together and just it would be years worth of breeding mm. but it would be possible the thing is you can see it in joe's oreo patterns actually that as they age they tend to get lighter so you you end up having a, a medium gray animal but for example in france um julie from gecko maniacs she has very very light oreo patterns so it is possible to push them into the directions. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. Was it, I, I think I saw a, quite a very dark one. I think it might have been your page, actually. It was a young gecko. It, it was Angela's, probably, because she has a very, very black Oreo patterns. And she has stayed that way up to now. So we are very excited to see how she will develop. And I'm very jealous of that animal. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it, th that one is jet black. Yeah. Don't know. Are we yeah. going to call it the Black Knight Patternus? <laughs> the, the fat <laughs> we can stick a few thousand on that as well. Oh, they're, they're absolutely stunning. I, I, I need to work with fat tails. I mean, I think personally, my next gecko will probably be Angram on you. Um, they're just, I love big geckos. They're, they're huge. I think they'll be my next. But like, like yourself, I don't ever want to rush into something because the last thing I want to do is get something and not mm. be, even though I'm caring for it, not be 100% in my head. Do you know what I mean with that animal? Because if it does show, it will, you will like lack in care and stuff like that. So 
Yeah. I always overthink things when I when I get animals. I always want to make sure that you know this animal could potentially be here forever. So, and I think you're very similar That's as well. True. Someone's yeah. can I keep African fat tails in a, in a leopard gecko rack? Can keep it completely the same. Yes, you can, and it's actually with AFTs. Um, there also isn't so much good advice out on the internet, so a lot of information are plainly either wrong or very, very old, similar as the suggestion of keeping male and female leopard geckos together. That kind of bad information. Mm. Um, so you can keep AFT in a rack very, very easily because they do prefer smaller spaces, actually. So they do thrive in racks. Right. Okay. Um, I've been working a lot. I, I mean, I've been keeping them for three years now, and I've started with wild cord and F1 animals. And um, I've tried everything with domesticated and wild-caught animals from terrariums to big rack boxes to medium to smaller rack boxes. And they do really um, develop better in smaller, secure places. So I know many people do not like to hear that, but it's just, it is that way. Yeah. So if you decide to keep them in a terrarium, don't choose one that's too big and make it really clustered because they need the sense of security. It's we're we're lucky really, really with African fat tails and leopard geckos. It's like we had a, I had a question on my last live. It was like a rack versus vivarium, and I I said personally, in my hobby and your hobby with African fat tails and leopard geckos, we're very very lucky that these animals actually thrive very very well in racking systems. I mean, mm -hmm. you can go the extra mile and have some have some fake plants in there and stuff like that. But um but like you said with African fat tails they like to keep it small space. I, I see when I, I did have a pet African fat tails and it seemed to really like to dig. Um mm -hmm. is this something else you've seen because I know there's a friend of mine at Gecko Park. He has a few African fat tails and he actually has a substrate in his tubs opposed to kitchen mm -hmm. rolls. His ones were always digging. I mean, it's it's okay with mine. They don't dig too much. I have some on, on towel because they are still too small, and I have some on substrate. Um, they don't really dig unless I put in um, a wet box or especially an egg-laying box mm. with very um, smooth um, kind of bedding, like soft softer ground, then they like to dig. But um, it's not as extreme with mine, luckily, because it would be a mess. Oh, don't. I always get that one leopard gecko. It's normally the males mm -hmm. that throw the dirt everywhere. All three of my males, it's horrible. The females are all good, but the males, horrible. The, the male leopard geckos are, 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 are crazy, I, I tell you. But has anyone else got any questions for us before we, we probably wrap it up for the day? Has anyone got any questions for Elena? Anything to do with African factors? I mean, I wish I could give her more questions, but I know very little of African, very, very little of African fat tail. I could show you another species. I'm oh, with. please do. If I manage to without getting screamed at, that is... Oh, is that fuscus? Fuscus? Yes. Very nice. Oh, stunning. So, Angela from Toothless Gecos and I, we are actually hoping to produce these next season for the first time. Incredible. And it's just, this is also, I mean, there's still so much potential, in my opinion, because we do not have any morphs there yet. Yeah. And we, um, with the Hart Wiki 
um, once we have this one stripe yeah. that that's existing now for muting that muting geckos. Yeah, I've got right. him on. He should be coming on a live Saturday, but oh nice, yeah, <laughs> tune in. So the, the, there's still so much you can do. Basically, there's still. I, I can't imagine that there won't be anything new popping up with these guys because they are orbifarous um, as well. So why shouldn't there be yeah. more genetics and more more morphs coming in at some point? Definitely. I've seen, I, I saw a, a post the other day. It was like, oh, I don't know whether it is. You know, some people try to make names on something when it, no, there isn't, shouldn't be. In a, I saw something about high white fuscus. And uh, it, do you know they had the black band and then the white band? The white bands were more predominantly over crossing over in the body so mm-hmm. we could see it could be lime something someone's been lime breeding but I, that's what i like with things like fuscus and hard wikis you have the opportunity of making something new that's something us breeders yeah. really not something we want to like oh i want to make something new but it's a bonus imagine you made a new morph in yeah right. gargoyle like <laughs> exactly just have something pop up and prove it out and that's that's that would be amazing. Absolutely. I mean, with the with the AFT, I I'm just hoping for it because there are still some peculiar things going on here and there, and um, there's so much to still do and figure out. Like this, this is a whiteout zero, and right. zero and finger are just pattern variations of pet patternless. Mm. So having these visual indicators for a recessive morph which is sometimes prominent but not always not all head patterns are zeros or stingers so how does it work like what is what is the background of that happening yeah is it's just so interesting to me to work with all of these different kinds of genetics and animals and i definitely think uh african fat tells like if i think in 10 years time i do think african fat tails there'll be a lot i'll definitely be a lot more um i've got another question for you actually because of can has anyone crossed a um leopard gecko into an african fat tail i can just imagine it not not working not that i know of mm. so I, I i imagine that plenty of people probably tried yeah but um i mean they are hemiticonics and leos are herbal forest so they are, I mean, I always describe them as very different uh, from leopard geckos. So they are, in my opinion, they aren't similar. So I couldn't say, yeah, they are like leopard geckos. Mm. Um, I can't imagine seeing it work. Um, I wouldn't try it, but probably, I mean, some people will have tried it already. Yeah. Definitely, uh, they 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 are different. It's like what I like with African fat tails as well. Which is their hands are so small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the very hands and their bellies are so soft, and they are just softer in general. Yeah, yeah, softer and, and more compact. And I mean, in in Asia, they are currently like the reptile. Mm. Screwball pythons. They they just they love APTs and. Um, I've actually exported AFTs to Japan this year, and it was—I was very honored that I could do this and that someone put their trust in me to do this, because this is my very first season where it actually worked mm. to produce AFT, and it couldn't have worked any better. Yeah. So it's—it's it's just 
you've got animals in Japan. Just that thought. I've got animals in Japan without ever me being in Japan. It's just <laughs> such a weird concept. <laughs> similar to Germans, Japan are very, very particular in what they work with. So you must, they must have seen some great stuff from yours. And that's amazing. I'd love to, to, even for me to think, oh, one day someone in Japan could have a leopard gecko. That's what, uh, uh, it's am you must be amazed. You must be, right now, I've got a gecko in Japan. <laughs> it was such a weird process because you, you've always been thinking like, why would they choose me? Mm. Because as you know, my following isn't big and they are way bigger breeders. And um, he still wanted to work with me and with Angela also. And um, I'm very glad that we made it work because it's just <laughs> such a weird concept. Yeah, definitely. To have animals basically over the world now. but You're doing something right. I mean, it's a lot of the time the, the, the breeders with not the most following are the better ones. It's like DC Geckos. He has like 800 followers on, on Instagram. But in the UK, he's known as one of the, you know, one of the top. Mm -hmm. He's been in the game for... 12 years and he's be, he's been in the top for such a long time so always never never look at a, a, a breeder's account it's just my advice to everybody don't ever look at an account and just because it's got 10,000 followers don't assume that i'll be going to be amazing do your research get talking to people and you know sometimes i've been told oh you need go and ask him for a gecko his geckos are really good and he he might only have 200 followers so it's not always it's not always bad but it is nice knowing I've got a thousand people looking at my stuff, so it's always the bonus to it. But um, has anyone got any questions before before we wrap it up today? Is there anything else you want to show, Elena, before we go? Um, I only have thirty left here. I don't want anyone. To be, I don't want anyone to be left out. <laughs> there you go. So this is basically just the the very plain and normal patternness with a stripe. Very nice. Yeah, and she's supposed, I love the she's supposed to be um, head-free, so I can basically, I could do whatever I would want to cross her in. Um, Amazing. I just, I Petty is my absolute favourite more. So I, I actually have another question for you, actually. Do you know, you get, with, with African Fat House, you know you get your normals that have the brown band in, you also get a normal with a stripe. Are they different or are they the same? So can you hatch out? So if you had a two striped normals, would they throw out all striped babies? Because that's all I always find it difficult. When I go to the shows, I'll see normal African fat town and I'll see another normal African fat town and it will have a stripe. Is there a difference genetically or is it just a random mutation that can happen? Um. So basically the stripe, we understand it as dominant. So if you, breed a stripe to a bandit you basically are supposed to get 50 50 okay of each. but um angela and i we actually had a pairing with two stripe parents and they've thrown like three bandits what? so they still produce the bandit variant and i i don't know if it works the other way around as well if you breed two bandits if they ever can breed um or produce a stripe one but what they can produce is an aberrant one Right, okay. So we have this, this other form of pattern, but um, striped and striped maybe produces 90, 95% striped and 5 to 10% um, 
random benders in there. Okay, it's, it's sort of similar to like a Max Snow, how that sort of works, like, a, like almost like a codom. Like you, you, majority of them are gonna. If you put a stripe and stripe together, majority are going to be stripes, but you do have the ch small chance of hatching. You know. Band, mm. abandoned but anyway elena thank you so much for coming on today do you want to let everybody know where to find you uh, i know you're you're venting at a show soon ain't you yeah uh, angela and i it will be our first time vending ever i wanted to vend uh last year but it wasn't possible because of covid um so we will be at the bremen expo in germany it will be a small expo but i'm so excited for it um, to just get out there and have this experience. Um, I'm also on Facebook uh, as Wendigo Exotics, and I'm mainly active on here on Instagram, where you can find me. So if there are any questions regarding any kind of animals, I'm basically always <laughs> online and always there to answer. Um, and thank you for having me. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Thank you very much for coming on. You're our first german we've had on so and it, it, it's I'm yeah it's been it's been amazing and um i can see the quality in your animals been really nice to talk i can see the passion um but yeah everybody make sure you give her a follow uh a lot of the listeners we get come on podcasts and spotify as well so anybody listening to this right now um, if you want to watch the YouTube version, there's a link in my bio. But please, everybody, give give um, Wendigo Exotics a follow. She's got outstanding animals. I mean, she's only shown us probably 2% of what she's got. Not, not, probably not even 2%, probably 1%. So if you want to see the gargoyle she's posted, be sure to check her page. It, it, on her Instagram, you get to see them better. They're amazing. And she's every time I spoke to her on Instagram, she's been nothing but nice. So if it, even if you've got a random question, I'm pretty sure she'll answer you. Anyway, see you later, everybody. Thank you so much, uh, Elena. We'll, we're definitely going to keep talking anyway. We will. And um, thanks for everyone who asked questions. I really had a blast. And um, I'm just amazed that it went so well. So. Uh, we'll have to get you on again. I would love to give give me a few months and I maybe I will have some definitely some we'll do, we'll do a duo with your friend. Anyway, thank you very much, Elena. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Be sure to hit her page. Uh, link will be in the description. Thanks everybody. Thanks, Elena. Thank you. See you later. <laughs>